the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. We're glad to have you listening in with us again this week. I'm here with my good friend, Danny Smith. I'm Ben South. Danny, how in the world are you? Well, good morning, Ben. Well, at least morning for us as we're recording this. You may not be listening to it in the morning, but uh, yeah, things are good. Man, barreling on. Um, I feel like it's kind of our... uh, traditional opening way of saying that, uh, man, life is just moving nonstop, 90 to nothing. Um, you know, here we are getting ready for um, Easter follow-ups and, you know, later spring. And I saw on um, some Facebook posts from some pastor friends, even church camp information already kind of starting to circulate. And I'm like, man, we're, and of course, here in Wyoming, it's uh, it's 27 degrees as we record this. And so, it's the uh, last thing I'm thinking of is, well, actually, we're all thinking of summer, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's still a little ways away. But man, life life is good, though. Can't really complain. And uh, how are you? You have been traveling and uh, hitting the hitting the mission trip circuit again, starting it off this year. So how are you doing? We're doing well. We did have an opportunity to go. We were back in Guatemala last week uh, when we were recording this and it had a great week of ministry, had multiple people come, um, uh, you know, trusting Christ for salvation is at least made positive movements toward the gospel in a couple of new places. We're hoping end up in new churches and new villages. And so we're excited about what God may be doing there uh, with the work there on the ground, but it's good to be back and we're heading into Easter. An important part of Easter is how do we end up, but before we talk about Easter follow-up. Danny, tell us about our sponsor for this episode. Yep, we're always glad to have Central Baptist College as our sponsor of Chair 2 Leader Podcast. You can go to cbc.edu, and there you can find all kinds of information about Central Baptist College. You can find information about different degree programs they have. Maybe you started a degree back in the day, you haven't finished it. There's a PACE degree completion program Maybe you are a young student and you're getting ready to head to college for the first time. They've got the traditional move on campus four-year degrees, and uh, they are constantly um, making their degree programs more affordable, more accessible. Um, They are trying to uh, uh, make it to where college is a great experience for you. So Central Baptist College, good friends of the podcast, go to cbc.edu. You can request to talk to an admissions counselor find more information financially or academically. And once you uh, contact them, somebody will follow up with you and they will uh, help you, uh, you know, kind of navigate those next steps of what it means to go to CBC. So go check it out. And Ben, you alluded to it. Um, You know, Easter is right here in this season. And regardless of single staff church, multi-staff church, you know, a church of just a few or a church of, more than a few, more likely than not, you're going to have some visitors or some guests, whatever you choose to call them, on that Sunday. And so a question we want to maybe ask ourselves today is, when those guests come to your church campus, how are you going to follow up with them? How are you going to make sure that you connect with them in some way, shape, or form, and then maybe how to draw them back 
uh, to uh, visit again. So um, you and I were talking a little bit before uh, we were recording that, you know, sometimes there's there's a little bit of work on the front end to make sure that you can even follow up. And so I thought maybe for just a moment we could talk about how to even get maybe information. You know, I, I grew up in churches like fill out that card in, in front of you and but most people just aren't going to do that. But, you know, COVID, some other technological changes have really made it super easy. So let's talk briefly about maybe how to even get the information, but then let's use most of our time to kind of just walk through a process of how to uh, follow up. So let's talk about how do we even get the information. You can't follow up with people that you don't have a way to contact or know how to get in touch with them. If somebody doesn't want you to contact them, you're not going to get their information. So there are just going to be some people that it's just difficult. And those specific instances require you to individually go up to them, meet them, greet them, ask them for, hey, how can we get in touch with you later? What's your phone number? You know, what's your email? How can we connect with you? You may have to do some face-to-face stuff, but there are some simple ways you can do that to get information from people uh, today without a huge expense. And one of those is, you know, the old card, we've seen those, a connection type card or a guest card where they'll fill out. Fewer and fewer people we find are filling out those type of cards. But with technology, there's simple ways to do it for free that you could, for Easter Sunday or any Sunday, have a connect type uh, card that people can fill out. And you could do that through a simple thing like a Google form that just creates some of those information things that you would need to create a, a QR code. You can do that for free online as well that would link them to that Google form and then just get some basic information and follow up. So there are ways to capture that information quickly and easily. And like you were mentioning, post-COVID, everybody knows how to use a QR code. So that's a great way to do that. Put it on the screen, print it out, put it on uh, posters around the place, put it on little stickers on the back of the seats uh, where people can can scan that QR code and just take them to a simple form. They fill out with their name and two or three ways that you can contact them and information that you need. So that's an easy way to do it without a huge expense. Yeah, absolutely. And again, not to necessarily labor the point, but just make it easy and accessible for people to give that information. You know, again, if you're relying on you know, maybe you have the cards in the seats ahead of you still. I don't know if you guys still have those at Central or not. Just that's a great extra way. Again, like you said, low cost, really low labor intensive type way just to try to capture some of that information. The one thing I would add to it is uh, don't be afraid. If you see somebody attending with Ben, don't be afraid to say, hey, Ben, I saw that you had a, a family with you. I'd love to connect with them. And a lot of times, let them be the referral source for that to say, hey, can you set that up when we grab coffee? Would you, you know, I mean, would you send this text to them? I mean, help them out, you know, because uh, they may want Ben's family to to visit, too. And so, um, yeah, I think through some technology and some low uh, labor ways that you can uh, do that. Well, Ben, now, you know, again, we could probably spend the whole podcast on the how part, but I think just have a plan in place. Maybe would be the simple way to put that here. Have a plan in place to get that information. Don't be afraid to ask. Um, but now I've got cards. Uh, ben has said, yes, I will send a text to my friend Joe who came with me. Um, what are next steps? I mean, when we think about trying to connect people in, um, you know, in my line of work, we do a thing called cold calling. If I meet somebody at an event um, and we we exchange contact information. The hardest thing in the world, I 
honestly, I don't care if you're a pastor in the business world. I mean, if cold calling were something people enjoy doing, everybody would be a telemarketer, but nobody likes to do that, right? The cold calling, the cold texting is really, really tough. So, um, well, and not only do people not like to do that, people really don't even like receiving those cold calls. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, Listen, I, I've had people express interest in something. And when you call them, they're annoyed that you call them. You know, right. they wouldn't mind bumping into you again somewhere down the road and maybe picking up that conversation. So it's the craziest thing when you get somebody on the phone. They can be like, why are you calling me? But nonetheless, how do we walk through maybe a very simple process? What what do we need to think about? Maybe what's a, a way to kind of structure that thought process um, for follow-up? Yeah, I think the main thing is you have to have a plan. It's not going to just happen in the, you know, out of thin air. You, you've got to have a plan for how we're going to follow up from Easter. And I think there's just a few things you need to consider as you're doing that. First, who are we going to follow up with? How are we going to get that information? We've talked about that a little bit, but then who is going to follow up with those people? If it's a young family, is it going to be the person who's over the children's ministry? Or is there one staff member or is there one person on the staff who is going to be doing this contact? Who is going to be the person responsible for making sure contact happens? I think really there needs to be one point person for all of it, but then they can farm that out to other people to make initial contacts. And what's that contact then going to look like? Uh, so once you decide who is going to do it, what is it going to be? Is it going to be just a text message? Is it going to be an email? Is it going to be a phone call? Uh, how are we going to reach them? And what are we going to do? I think that's a big part of it. Who's going to make this one contact? And then I think the, the biggest thing you can do is have the next step ready. What's the next way they can connect at your church? Is it an upcoming children's event if they've got kids? Is it a student ministry or an event? Is there a special study that's coming up you can connect them to? What is that next step? I know a lot of times pastors will plan to start a new series the week after Easter so that they can push it on Easter Sunday and then invite people back to something maybe exciting or that's going to really speak to needs in their life the next week. So that's in the same idea. What is the next step? How are we going to connect people after they come on Easter? It, we need to have that initial, hey, thanks for coming. But then what's next? It's not just a little glad you were here, but we need to give them another opportunity to connect with the church, with the people there. So maybe that first contact is just, hey, thanks for coming. We were glad to see you. But then a couple of days later, possibly, okay, here's another opportunity for you to connect with us at, at you know, at First Church, wherever you are. And here's the next place where you can connect. It's the logical next step. I think that's where we lose people a lot of times is that we don't give them clear, here's the next step in the process. We're glad you came at Easter. Now what? So be sure in your planning, you give them that next connection point. Here's this event that's coming up. Here's this study that's starting. Here's the, the place that we can uh, connect you to the church body. Yeah, I, I think it's really good, um, a really great way to plan and think about it. So let me um, ask some questions on those. So let's think about, first of all, who's going to, like you said, who's going to reach out to that person? It's, it's great to be wanted somewhere, right? You know, it's great that somebody, hey, they knew my name, they called me. What's not so great is if all 12 people on staff called them in the matter of, you know, a day and a half and they're like, oh my goodness, I just talked to Ben and now Danny's calling me and now the other guy's calling me and this guy's calling me. 
And there are certainly some overlaps because people get excited about maybe uh, reaching out to, to guests that, that attended. But yeah, I think having that conversation with your staff or even your uh, church leadership, if you don't have a multi-person staff, is it's just a great thing to say, hey, I'm going to, I could call everybody or maybe Ben would really be uniquely positioned to call this person. So yeah, having that plan of who is, is really good. And then I love what you said about that next step in the process. Let people know, hey, we're not just interested in you like for our overall numbers, you know, that you just didn't make our attendance look good. We would love to find a place to get you plugged in and connected. And, you know, I think they're, I, I do, I, I talk to people, especially kind of on the church planning side of things, you talk to people who do long for that community and that connection. And, and when you take time to say, you know, you take me, for example, I've got one child that's getting ready to go to college. And then my other two are, you know, one's in high school, one will be in high school here pretty soon. You know, we're different than the couple that walked in with holding a, um, um, I don't even know what they're called anymore. It's just whatever you put the baby in, the carriage, the, the little holder thingy that we bought, you know, <laughs> that uh, is probably way out of date. And then also the folks that, you know, again, it's just looking and going, I think Ben would be great to reach out to this family um, or, you know, what I know on them. So don't, I, I guess maybe trying to find that next connecting point also really plays into who's reaching out to them. Um, so those two things really do go hand in hand. And and you mentioned it really is just a plan for that uh, to, to let people know. Hey, you're here's talking the about next that. Ben. Yeah. You know, you maybe your, your small groups or your Sunday school is the place you're wanting to connect them next. Well, then have a plan to, Hey, someone from the church is going to contact them, then hand them off to that small group leader or someone, an outreach person in those groups who will then invite them specifically to come to group at a specific time and meet them. And Hey, here's what we're studying. We'd love to have you connect with us. But then you as the leader of the area are going to have to come back and follow up and make sure it's happening. And I think that's where we miss the follow-up is not that we don't have intentions. And sometimes that's not that we don't have a plan. It's that we don't see the plan through to fruition or follow up to make sure the plan has worked. And it just kind of, we get into Mother's Day coming up in a couple of weeks, and then we get into summer. And before we know it, it's Christmas again. And, and we've never really capitalized on the Easter follow-up. So I, I think this is an opportunity because the truth is at Easter, most of the people who are coming are not going to be uh, lost people probably or people who have no awareness to the church. These are going to be people who have at least, for the most part, a cultural, at least at least cultural, and maybe a personal connection to Christianity, to the faith, to the church. They're familiar with the church. Maybe they've fallen out and they just know, hey, we need to go on Easter. But it's not the person who's never stepped foot in the church most likely coming in on Easter the first Sunday. These are going to be people who have familiarity with the church, with the faith. And so we're looking at opportunities to bring them back, to connect them back to the church and to the body of Christ. Yeah, that's a great point. And you know, you're setting up the rest of your year with these people that attend, um, you know, because like you said, I mean, you're moving on. You you nailed it. You're moving on the Mother's Day. And from a planning perspective, you're already thinking about that sermon series. You're thinking about Mother's Day. We mentioned church camp. I mean, the calendar is not going to stop. But by having a plan in place, by by seeing it, like you said, Ben, to all the way through. Listen, there there's success that can happen on the other side of that if you follow that plan through, you know, and 
And maybe you write out the touch points for your small group. You know, maybe you tell your small group, hey, families that visit in our small group demographic, you know, the first thing we're going to do is send a call. But then we're not going to blow up their phone with everybody calling. We're going to divide it out. And then a few days later, maybe you're going to send a text message and then maybe a note card in the mail. And maybe through those three touch points, we've at least, you know, made it clear we'd love to see them for this new sermon series, love to visit our small group. So, you know, write it out, plan it out. I mean, I hate to use this. I'm going to go totally cliche on this. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? And so in ministry, a lot of times it's just having that plan. Um, and it's not it's not rocket science. You don't have to have got your PhD at the seminary. You don't have to be the most uh, trendy church in town. You just need to have a genuine concern that says when people walk through the doors of that church, I want to, to the best of my ability, make sure I've given them a process and plan to connect into our church. And then follow it, right? Then follow it. Don't don't get on to the next thing too quickly without following up at Easter and um, and doing that. Ben, have you ever visited a church as a non-staff member on Easter? I never have either as a non-staff member or a non-member of that church or a child of a staff member. So I grew up in a pastor's home and I've been on vocational ministry for most of my adult life. So no, I've never gone into a church where I was not either already plugged in heavily or on staff or had a staff connection on Easter. Have you? You know, just a few times um, in my seminary days, I, Tilissa, my wife and I, we uh, we made a, a visit. And then a couple of years ago, um, just as we were transitioning back to Wyoming and we had not yet started our church planning process. So not many times, but it's an interesting thing. It, it was a great perspective. Um, from both because in some ways it's almost like the when you go to say Six Flags or Silver Dollar City and you go to the show and everybody just overly happy in the show right big smiles big waves you know they're doing the leg kicks and the dance routine and then is that what y'all do like, on Easter? Well, we not anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I gave up that uh, that 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 show a long time ago. But then, you know, you walk back, let's right. So you six flags, you walk back across the parking lot and it's just this big, huge parking lot. And it's not very exciting. That's the way sometimes Easter can feel. We'll put on this great uh, hospitality show on Easter Sunday. But then we want people to walk back across the parking lot. And uh, it's just kind of a drab, hot, heat radiant. We want to make sure that week in and week out, we are having a spirit of hospitality um, because the follow-up now, people talk about it. I mean, even if, even if they're unchurched people, and if they have visited something, they know, man, that felt fake or that felt real. That just felt like a show or that felt like they genuinely cared about me. Um, doesn't mean they're going to come back to your church, but it does make an impression. And uh, to the best of our ability, right? I've had people walk in one set of doors who thought, man, this is great. People were so friendly. Same service, other set of doors, people left going, well, that was kind of a cold, distant church. I mean, people's personalities are going to play into it, but you'll have a plan and you'll follow it to fruition. God can use that to bring people not only into your church to help, you know, be a part, but hopefully people into the kingdom of God by, you know, them trusting in Christ uh, through that weekend. 
That's right. That's a great point. Good thing to think as we wrap up this episode of Chair Two Leaders. Just have that plan. Follow through with it and and do something to connect with people uh, this year following Easter. We do hope you have a great Easter Sunday. It's coming up in just a couple of weeks. We're recording this and we hope you will man, see great kingdom advance and growth and that God will be honored and glorified in all you do. Thanks for joining us on Chair Two Leaders and listening in this week for Danny. I'm Ben, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.